Welcome to The Wisdom Show, a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential, spirituality, personal development, health, relationships, and more. Join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives. And now, your host, Gene Swan. Welcome, everyone, and get ready to be inspired. We have the dynamic Dr. Sue Mortar with us today, an internationally recognized authority on bridging science, spirit, and human possibility. Dr. Sue founded the Multi-Doctor Mortar Institute and Health Center in Indianapolis in 1987. She has spoken at Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. She has appeared in many documentary films and holds seminars around the world to awaken individuals to their own magnificence. And we are so ready for that. Dr. Sue, welcome. Thank you so much. What a great joy to be here. I am thrilled to uh, engage in this conversation and see where we can go. Well, Dr. Sue, I've been listening to your program, Fear Into Fire, and I have to say, it is so inspiring, and it makes so much sense. And in it, you say there's a new message for humanity, that we have to step out of our heads and into our hearts and to override our fears. So that's a big statement, but can you take us through how we can come out of fear and move forward with our purpose in life? Well, I tell you, it is, it's an amazing thing to attempt to do when we have a particular understanding that, that life is all about a dualistic experience of good things and bad things and right things and wrong things and who we should be and who we shouldn't be. And we get hung up in, in quite an externally driven uh, conversation in life and an experience that follows that. And so one of the things that I truly hope that people can understand is that when we can begin to access life from a heart-based orientation, one of the things that happens is we start to see things from more of a unified perspective, meaning the mind's job is to make distinctions. Its job is to find the difference between things. And the heart's job is actually to find what the commonalities are, what we have in common, what the, what the common ground is that we all come from. And so when we are learning to really trust ourselves and come from a place of what has heart and meaning to us, we are automatically pulled out of that dualistic perspective and into something that, that truly begins to move in a way that nature moves, and, and we start to experience life completely differently. So when you say that dualistic way that we're used to living, can you describe that a little bit more? I sure will. You know, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. If there's anything that we can do to increase the volume on what I'm able to, to perceive, uh, that would be helpful. But I'm going to try to not get on my normal role that I do that, that would keep me from being able to hear you if you tried to interrupt me. <laughs> so so uh, perhaps if that's the best we can do technologically, we'll just have that. Um, the um, The dualistic concept means that that when we have made a judgment about something, whether it should happen or shouldn't happen, uh, we have stepped into an, a whole different way of living our lives. Things occur in our life experience that are supposed to occur. 
things that happen are intended to happen for us. And if we could look at life, if we could just stop for a minute and say, you know, even though those things that happened when I was 10 or 15 or 25 or when I got fired from that job and it wasn't right or when that drunk driver crossed the center line and hit my, hit my car and, you know, broke my leg, how could, how could that be meant to be when it put me out of, of work and I lost that promotion and all these kinds of things that unfold in our life experience? And if we could just stop for a moment and say, well, what if it was that we were coming into this life to have a particular experience of awakening to our own magnificence, which is in, in, the, in the 30 years that I've been working with people, either one-on-one in a healthcare setting or in large groups of people or in small groups of intimate, deep discussions with people, what I have found is that, that ultimately there is one thing that everyone has in common, and it is truly a common thread in the purpose of our life experience. The purpose of our life experience is that we come here to awaken. We take a body, we incarnate, whatever, however you want to look at it. We come here into this life experience, and there is a commonality, uh, a common thread underneath every one of our agendas, every one of the curriculum of everyone that you know. There is one thing happening, and it is good, and it is you awakening to your own magnificence. That is, for you, for you to awaken to the power that you have as a creative source individual to have it play out in a particular way. Now, the operative word there is to awaken. We are here to awaken to our magnificence, to awaken to our capacity as, as creative source in a body. And so that means that we are likely to land in circumstances that don't deliver it for us because we've actually come in because we want to awaken to something. We want to realize it for ourselves in a way. So it's kind of like not being handed something on the silver spoon. I'd really rather learn how to earn it myself or how to, to generate it or create it. We all know what it feels like when we've been waiting for someone to do something for us and waiting for, for the chips to fall or waiting for someone to show us how. And then we finally get tired of waiting and we just kind of step in and do it ourselves. And you, you can kind of feel that little kick of energy that happens when we say, you know, I finally just did it myself. Now, if we could learn not to have to get to a place of attitude before we do that and we could learn that, hey, this is what I'm intended to be doing. This is actually what I'm here to do, and I do it with great joy. That means I would do it sooner rather than later, and I wouldn't wait around nearly as long as I have in the past. And what would come from that is that I would have the great victory of recognizing my capacity in a way that I didn't know I had just before I made the choice to go ahead and go for it. So if I'm in a situation that that doesn't seem to be at all what I want, or I'm in a circumstance that feels like it has, is it holding me back in some way or keeping me from expressing or, or you know, sharing my gifts and my talents maybe in the workplace or I'm in a relationship that doesn't know me or that doesn't seem to, to appreciate who I am and so on and so on. There is a perfect reason that I'm in that place. And in, in this day and age, we, in, in the year 2012, we have certainly arrived at a place in space and time where we are aware of the fact that there are opportunities available to us, that things are happening, that time is picking up speed, and, and that it's really time to act. It's not necessarily any longer necessary to sit and process something for the length of time that we have processed in our past. And we might interpret that as something that's negative or we could interpret it as a tremendous opportunity to to truly get to know who we are and, and cut to the chase so 
So this dualistic world exists because when something happens and we decide that it was wrong, that it shouldn't be happening or that it shouldn't have happened, what happens in that moment is that we separate ourselves from possibility and now we're in the struggle. Instead of being in possibility, we're in struggle. And then we set our sights on trying to make the best out of these struggling, difficult, hard times that we are in or struggling through this difficult situation that we are in. And we can use our gifts and talents to get ourselves out of that difficult situation. But at the end of the day, we've really only gone around a racetrack and we've kind of ended up back at the starting line. So the invitation here is to not judge something as bad or wrong or shouldn't be happening, but rather take a look at what is happening and say, this is happening for a reason. It really, really is happening for a reason. And rather than just saying, oh, it must be happening for some reason, and then toss it aside and then just dive into the struggle, why don't we lean into it, learn how to lean into it, and embrace the benefit, embrace the great gift that it is attempting to reveal to us. That keeps us in a state of unity with nature. It keeps us in a state of unity with what is, with what is happening. And now we're starting to step into our power and harness it and polish it and refine it and get to know it and make it an an animated living part of our life experience day in and day out rather than just something that we can reach in and grab under an emergency condition if we have to. What if we put that kind of talent to use in the foreground, uh, creating rather than reacting? creating rather than reacting but to do so we have to step out of duality and into unity meaning we have to stop uh, judging things as shouldn't be happening bad wrong and get away from it first we accept the gift then we allow it to allow us to become the more close to the truth of who we are our magnificence and then as we become more empowered in that way then we can look back at those situations and see if they really do need to be uplifted or transformed in some way we will have enhanced our capacity to be the transformer to be the one that is the uplifter rather than than using our energies to just fight our way through to survive like everyone else is trying to do so hopefully that sets some groundwork for us to have some conversation about this I think it sets an amazing groundwork. So part of the whole process of doing this and stepping out of duality, as you say, is when you're bumping against the worst obstacles, you need to embrace that and invite it in instead of running away from it. And that is a key part of it in your program, right? That is exactly what we do. We have to learn how to work with things um, in this way that you just said. And and I'll tell you that it is a whole lot easier to start to work with things in this way. Like people say, well, how do you lean into it? How do you embrace it? What does that mean? I'm trying to accept it, but it's just making me crazy or it's making me mad or I still don't think it's right that people do this. So, so the language of today, then the language of the future, is going to encompass additional energetic frequencies than how we have been operating in life before because quantum science is showing us that everything is energy it is showing us that everything is energy your thoughts are energy your emotional states are energy your physical health is energy your sense of well-being your belief system it's all just energy and that energy can be rearranged into different forms if we choose to do so the conscious level and at the subconscious level when both of those aspects of our awareness are on the same page, now we can really start to shift 
our reality. We can truly shift our reality, and quantum science is showing us that we see what we're looking for, that whatever it is we are perceiving, that we are anticipating, that is exactly what comes to be. It's what moves onto our radar screen. It is what we manifest in our life experience. So so it, in order to get a little more masterful in the life experience, what I am encouraging people to do is to learn how to deal with life on the basic, fundamental, energetic level rather than seeing things through our belief system, trying to reframe our thoughts. There are ways that we can shift the energy in our lives and shift the experience that we then have without having to change our mind first around the details of these situations that are so frustrating to us because they just don't jive with, with us and our values and our, and our beliefs as we hold them. And yet we know that they're happening for a reason. Science is showing us that. So how do we come to terms with that? How do we get okay with what's happening when it bumps right up against this, this system that we already have in place and it's causing all kinds of friction in our lives? So what I have found in working with people that has been one of the most transformative keys that they have ever experienced, and it certainly has been true in my own life. I work with this every day, doing my own research, but more importantly, improving my own life experience. And the byproduct of that is that I I discover fabulous ways of working with this and am able to turn around and share it with thousands and thousands of people around the world, which is the greatest gift that I can imagine. So, So what do I mean by this? I mean working with things at the basic fundamental energetic level what does that mean it means that that we have a we have a mind we have a set of thoughts we have an emotional self that has all kinds of emotional ups and downs and experiences of passion or anger or fear or frustration or joy and and then there's another level of who we are and that's our physical etheric body which is is inside of your body when you experience anger for instance there's a certain energy surge that you would feel moving through you and when you experience joy there's a different kind of energy that moves through the body and we can actually learn a language that allows us to to sense and feel these things on an energetic level before they ever even have to manifest as as these emotions that put us on these roller coasters of, of ups and downs and hills and valleys. We can actually be in a masterful way managing these energies without having to wait until we figure out with our minds a way to have a better reaction to something. We can teach our bodies to lead the way. We can teach ourselves how to master how the energy flows through our own system. And then what it does is it kind of sneaks in the back door and allows the mind to change more easily because all of a sudden I'm just feeling better about this situation and I have no idea why because I haven't really given it any thought. I haven't really changed my mind about it, but somehow I'm seeing it a little more comprehensively before my emotions get in the way and I just shut down and shut down all the avenues of possibility. I've done something because of this language that I'm learning and learning how to work with moving this energy through my system consciously, intentionally, I've done some work in that way. So now I'm just kind of noticing that this situation at work or this situation in my home life, in my relationship, or maybe even my self-talk is changing. It's shifting. 
and I don't really know why, except that I'm doing this other work, but I haven't really come to terms with it intellectually. I still don't understand why that person is doing what they're doing, but I have a different feeling about it. I'm able to come forward with more compassion automatically. Somehow I'm coming to it with open eyes and open arms where I'm interested in learning something rather than defending the person that I used to be. And what happens is I have all kinds of outcomes. The people who are doing this work are having all kinds of outcomes in their lives that are proof that there's clearly more happening here than meets the eye. Well, the interesting thing is there's always been more happening than meets the eye, than was meeting the eye. But we don't have any evidence that we can generate such empowered actions in life and really take a hold of a situation and masterfully move it in the direction that we would have it go because we haven't been taught how to do it and therefore we don't have any evidence at the conscious or the subconscious level that it's actually possible to do or get this, that I would be, that it would be safe for me to create things. And people think that, I've heard people say that They're afraid to be this powerful creator and manifester because they're afraid of what they might create. Because if they get, if they get off track at some point, they might just blow something up or something would catch on fire with, with all the fiery passion that's running through them. And what I know is that all we have to do is give ourselves a little bit of evidence that we can shape shift these life experiences and that we do so in a productive manner. Because the bottom line is we are made of goodness. We are made of of compassionate, well-doing, well-being individuals. And if we don't have the evidence, uh, it is only because no one has taught us how to operate in such a way that we are absolutely 100% knowing that this is true about the the truth of who we are, the foundation that we come from. So, So many, many things I've said here. The bottom line is we can move energy in our lives without having to change our mind or understand exactly all the details that our mind has always wanted to understand before a change could happen. We also don't have to have someone else understand us in order for us to get okay with the changes and the, and the transformations that we're wanting to bring forward in our lives. There's a whole other language that we could speak that would allow us to move this into action, to move shift and change and growth and development in our lives without having to intellectually describe it. We just have to learn how to do that. And we can do it by moving the energy through our own system. You see, what's happening in the body is a reflection of what's happening in your beliefs and how, how those beliefs are, are rubbing up against the circumstances that exist. If I have some limiting beliefs and I'm in, in a situation of possibility, there's no way that I'm going to meld and mesh with that very gracefully. I'm going to feel friction, I'm going to feel frustration, and I might even lose the opportunities just because I'm boxed in to something that used to keep me safe, but now it's keeping me secluded. And as we continue to grow, and we always do, those same things that used to work for us cannot continue to be completely fulfilling to us because we are always growing and evolving. So so there's another language that I love to teach people to work with energy. We are energy beings. Everything in all of creation is energy. And all we have to do is learn how to manage the energies, preferably before they manifest as the next frustrating intellectual or frustrating mental activity that we're trying to muscle our way through just to survive, just to make do, just to make it work in life. So, 
So I'm going to stop and see where you want to go from here. <laughs> well, um, Dr. Sue, um, I've heard you say in some of your programs that people are afraid of their own power because they've been operating in this dualistic manner, that often when we have this impulse of creativity, we shut it down with the fear. Now, the program that you have and what you teach is getting into the core, and it's a process that begins with the heart and goes to the core. Can you describe that for us and take us through that so we can understand how we can begin to live from the core as you teach it? Yes. So your core is your heart And it's also below your heart. So I'm not talking about the heart muscle, of course. I'm talking about your loving, compassionate, passionate, forgiving heart. Your heart, you know, what you love, what makes, what matters to you, what has heart and meaning to you. It's that part of you. So the heart center is in the center of your chest. And there's another energy center just beneath that that is your power center. It's your individuality. It is your willingness, your self-esteem, your willingness to speak your truth in a situation. It's your your capacity to hold your own, to have the chutzpah or to have the gumption to lean in and to, to investigate rather than to shy away from something or to sit back or to just shut down, shut your mouth and get walked over or walked past. So this power center underneath the heart space in your body is very, very important when it comes to managing your energy flow. When it comes to managing that energy flow, we must, we must be awake and breathing and be alive in this solar plexus area, which is beneath the heart. That's your power center, also part of the core. Another part of the core is below that even, which is like below the navel, right down there in your gut. It's your gut feeling area. When your gut feeling rises, you have to be able to hear it. Your gut feelings are based upon billions of more impulses than your highest trained intellect can ever base its opinion and its decisions upon. 11 billion impulses bombarding our energy system every millisecond. That's a lot of information. Only a very, very few of them ever make it to our conscious mind. The rest of them bombard our energy field and get collected in what is kind of a second brain at the autonomic system level, at the subconscious level, at the electromagnetic energy field level. We have another brain, and it's in this area of this wisdom center, this gut feeling area, combination of that and the solar plexus. So when you trust your hunches, you're basing your decisions on more information than the most trained analysis you've ever come up with. So we have to get in touch with that. We have to get in touch with our core. So our core is our heart, our personal power, and our collective wisdom. It's the wisdom of the ages. It's what we've inherited. It's what we've experienced through our own experiences in life. All of that information collects, and it sticks here in the gut, in the core. So we have to be awake and alive and breathing into those areas of our of our body if we want to be able to draw upon all of the resources that we have. And we've been living in our heads, and our heads are only a small portion of what is available to us. Our heads are only a small fraction of what we could be uh, living from, not to mention our creativity. Our creative womb is low in the belly. It's low in the belly. Our highest form of creativity rises from up inside of us up to our mind, up to the conscious mind. So if we can be in a, in a true uh, access to that, then we are definitely moving in a more masterful way in life. Everyone's journey in life is from the head to the heart. 
everyone's journey. The reason that we have a hard time staying in the heart is because we're not tethered with that power center to our wisdom center, so we're not necessarily making brilliant, heartfelt decisions because we constantly, as soon as we get afraid, we move back up into our head whose job it is to protect us, and we figure out the best, smartest way to get safe now. So so we desert the core, and we jump up into our heads. So breathing, interestingly enough, something as simple as the breath, and yet as important as the breath, and let me just say, think about it. If in five minutes, if, if you stopped breathing, and within five minutes you didn't take another breath, the breath would be the single most important thing in your life experience, yes? Without it, we're not even here. So if we can evolve in this way and allow this breath to come down into the core in such a consistent manner as the breath that we take every day, then we are, um, we are able to start to shift how, how we function. But it has to happen with breathing. We have to breathe life into the body in a way that we don't on a regular basis. So it's, it seems so simple. The mind might even discard it. The mind might say, the answer to my problems has to be as complex as my problems. But think of it this way. The mind lives in duality. It loves complexity. So it's going to always complicate things. It is going to always make it harder than it actually is. So if we can, for just a moment, suspend the mind's tendency to judge that, even that. It will even judge the solutions that we could come up with. That's how the ego keeps its job. It's job security for the ego to just poo-poo anything, any kind of a solution that would take us out of our heads because that's where the ego lives. So... If we could learn to breathe, and, and I could share some breathing exercises uh, even in this conversation that would get us started in starting to have access to more of this wisdom, more of this kind of energy that I'm talking about that pulls us out of duality and into a smoother sense of well-being and certainly a more highly functioning disposition in life if we have some time for that. Will that work? Yes, I think now would be the perfect time. I've been doing that myself, and it is a skill that you have to get used to. So can you describe for us how we can start to incorporate this? Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's something that, that these are techniques that you can use, and you can use them every day, and please do. And you don't have to set aside an hour of your time to practice this because you're going to be breathing all day long, hopefully. In fact, that's my <laughs> intention is for you to not only breathe all day long, but to breathe with consciousness all day long so that if we can move in this way, that it is working for us as we're driving down the road. It's working for us while we're sitting in a meeting. It's working for us while we're sitting at the computer trying to, you know, pound out some deadline that is staring us in the face. We can start to have joy with each breath, allowing us to have greater and greater enhancement of more of our full capacity. So, so one of the first and most important things that we do is, is if everyone were to take a deep breath in right now, if all the listeners would just take a big deep breath, just take a breath in and hold it in. Hold it in and then let it out. Let it all out at once. And so when we do that, we, and then we hold it and then we, we let it out. So when you did that, if you notice that your shoulders moved, that your upper chest moved, then what has happened is you have just elicited a defense emergency survival response in your nervous system. So that's not the way to breathe. So the way that we want to breathe, we want to, with every breath, be stimulating the part of our nervous system that pulls us out of emergency mode and into a creative genius capacity 
where healing happens, where rejuvenation happens, where replenishment happens, and so forth. So we want to be breathing that way all day long. So it's the opposite of how we breathe in our culture, completely the opposite. Babies breathe this way I'm about to describe. And uh, if you're practicing yoga, you might have been taught to breathe this way. Pranayama breath certainly utilizes this as well. It is essential that we begin to breathe. By breathing in, we draw the belly out. By breathing in, we draw the belly out. So when you take a deep breath in, your big belly, your belly comes out over your belt, over the top of your pants. It's like the one time you get permission to do this all day long. So you breathe in, and you're drawing all the air below the diaphragm. You're draw- it's like you, and, and it might be the opposite of what you are used to doing, particularly if you are a high performer, if you are a type A personality, if you're the one in your crowd that gets the job done, if you're the innovative one that 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 says, hey, let's do this and this and this and this, and the organizer, big time, big time, you have been, and typically this individual has been inspired to get the job done, but what I have found more often than not is that it was actually fear-motivated, that way back when you were able to get things done, but it was, it was because you were afraid not to or because you were gaining your acceptance or proving your worth or something along those lines. And so it turned, it rewarded you because you got the job done. People said, boy," or, they, you know, that this, this woman got the, a, the uh, advance or got the promotion because she was able to, you know, be this taskmaster. So we have this identity associated with, with operating that way, which is okay. You're certainly not going to lose any of the skill sets that you've developed already, but now you get to, like, have them uh, in a long, healthy life that you actually enjoy living and that you can come down out of that high-performance mode when, when you want to and, and uh, aren't stuck in that mode out of a means of survival. So when you breathe in this way, you breathe in, your belly gets big and your chest doesn't move at all, and then you exhale, and this is, this is the, the point where people get, get more adept at doing this, is when you focus on the exhale by contracting your abdominal muscles. You, like, contract and breathe out through your nose. Breathe in and out through your nose while you're doing these exercises, and it will get easier and easier for you to learn, and it will also keep you from ever hyperventilating uh, if you're breathing in and out through the nose. When you breathe in through the nose, it draws the air fast across the turbinates, propels it down to the bottom lobes of the lungs, which stimulates the part of your nervous system that calms you down. And in that calm state, you're able to make better decisions. Uh, You're not going to have a fear reaction or a knee-jerk reaction to something. Um, Also, the lower lobes of the lungs are highly vascularized, so we oxygenate the blood. It sends a signal to the brain that the coast is clear. We're not oxygen deficit, so we, we don't have another threat of chemistry being in the picture. So your body will automatically respond in, in a healing mode when you, when you breathe in this way. So you breathe in, your belly goes out, and you exhale and you contract your abdomen. You push it out. You contract it just like if you were going to do sit-ups, if you were going to contract those muscles. And you may put your hand on your belly below your, below your belly button. So you breathe in, and it's like you're pulling that out. It might be easier to learn how to do this laying on your back. It might be easier to do this even standing up. Sitting down is a little tough because all that gets compressed. So you could sit, but lean up in your chair. Sit up straight in your spine so that you're not leaning against the back of the chair. Either way, you're going to be able to feel this this belly get expanded and then contract on the exhale, contracted on the exhale, so much so that you could even you could even focus just on the exhale, just like you're, you're kind of like if you're going to blow your nose. You're just... 
just exhale after exhale after exhale. When you relax the muscles, the inhale will take care of itself. And then just contract them again. Contract and relax, contract and relax. You don't have to even worry about really extending that belly big until you get a little better at it. And then you keep working with this. If it's hard to do, I'm thrilled to hear it because you will have tremendous transformation in short order just as soon as this falls into place for you. And within a few days, you'll get the hang of it. Just the operative word is the key is your belly gets big on the inhale and you contract it on the exhale. You contract it as if you're blowing your nose. You're just just like that. So you have to pick up passion and breathe with power in that kind of a way. So it it serves a lot of what we're talking about when you start to breathe in this way. So that's the first key. Now, the very next thing that I would encourage you to do is to not just breathe a breath. You know, like, you know, when you're going into a meeting and people will say, okay, before you go in the door, just take a deep breath and then and exhale and then go in there and, and convince them. <laughs> go in there and negotiate. Get what you want. So I'm going to share, share with you that that. The kind of breath that you take in that moment makes all the difference in the world. So you're going to breathe low in your belly the way we just said. And then you're also going to take your attention and breathe from above your head as if there was this tube that you're going to breathe down through. It goes down through the top of your head, through the center of your brain, through the center of your throat, through the center of your chest, all the way down to this belly that you're breathing with on the inhale going to draw all the way from if you were to reach your hand up over your head it reaches about a foot and a half up over your head maybe two feet if your arms are long and you're going to just just touch a spot in the air from there and you just imagine that you're breathing from that spot in the air above your head right down through the center of your body just like i just described you breathe in into the belly from above your head then your exhale is going to be to exhale that air out of the belly, contract that abdomen, and you're going to shoot the air right down through the lower uh, abdomen, the tip of your spine, right down through your legs, and right down into the earth, like into the earth, like deep into the earth, not just to the dirt, but way down in there. Just boom, just plummet it right down into the earth. Now the next breath that you're going to take in is going to be from deep in the earth. So you breathe, again, you draw your belly out. And you're just like you're, it's just like you, the roots of a tree are sucking the nutrients up out of the soil. You're drawing it up into the belly. And on an electromagnetic energy uh, perspective, I'll tell you that you are actually drawing nutrients up into your body because it is the same as the, the ions that we are engaging in when we go for a walk on the beach and we love that feeling or we love to go barefoot, just stick our feet in the grass. There's a reason for that. It's not just because it tickles the skin. It's because you, there is a magnetic and an electric reaction happening from the body and the earth that is you are drawing up what is actually support for our electromagnetic energy system. And so, so it's so much better for you to wear leather soles and not just rubber soles all the time. If you wear rubber soles all the time, to get uh, barefoot on the ground as often as you can or to go barefoot in your home as often as you can, whenever you can. So, so your breath in is going to come from the earth and you're going to fill your belly with it. And then your exhale this time is going to go shoot straight up out the top of you and you're going to just spew it out the top of the head and that, where the soft spot on a baby is at the top of the skull. You're just going to spew out of that just like a whale would if, if a whale was exhaling when they come up out of the water. Okay? So, so now then the next inhale is going to come from two feet above your head and you're going to fill your belly with that. And then the exhale is going down to the earth. And then that next inhale... You're filling your belly with this support from Mother Nature herself, okay? And then your exhale is firing it right up through your body and up through the top of the head. So what you're doing in this situation 
is you're actually creating a language. You're creating communication with nature. You're, it's the same as if you were to sit and actually believe, I belong on the bridge between heaven and earth, I'm the one that's supposed to make things change. I'm the transformer. Uh, I see my power of forgiveness and my power of loving presence. I can change the world, okay? So that's a pretty big statement to make, and it's still just in your head when you're making that statement. And any kind of subconscious interference that's in the way is going to keep that from actually landing with you. And so you can say those affirmations or, or whatever your favorite affirmations of transformation or changing your life or meeting your goals or your visions would be. But the same thing is true, what I'm talking about, that it isn't real in this dimension. It isn't real here on planet Earth unless you're having the experience of it. So we're actually giving the body the experience of it before our mind can wrap around it as actually being a real possibility for us personally. So by giving our body the experience of it, it starts to develop subconscious evidence that it must be possible for me because I keep being in this experience of it over and over and over again. Every time this person takes a breath, the body is saying, wow, here I am. I'm connected. I'm feeling connected. So it must be that the world is more on my side than I thought it was. So we're slipping underneath the mental self. We're slipping underneath the mind and giving the body the experience of something before it actually manifests, which makes it easier for the conscious and the subconscious mind and memory to allow such things to actually manifest in our physical life experience. So this kind of breath, that's called the central channel breath, and it awakens us at the core. This core breath brings you into your core automatically. So you can sit around all day long and say, you know, I need to get out of my head. I need to get in my heart. I know that I need to do that. I just don't know how. You know, I try to be loving and kind and forgiving and compassionate at work, but they drive me crazy. Or I'm trying to, you know, to really meet with my with my uh, spouse in a, in a better way, but we just keep falling back into this rut. I really keep trying to manifest a different career in my life, but I just keep finding myself, you know, unemployed or whatever the case may be. So what we have to do is if you're going to set intentions for yourself, if you're going to have a vision for yourself, get into the feeling of the, how, that, how that would feel if that vision were already manifest in your life and feel the energy of it. Get into the language of today and tomorrow, which is this energy language, the essence language, and, and uh, breathe that through your system in the way that I just described. Breathing low in the belly, opening the belly, expanding the belly and contracting the belly, expanding the belly and contracting the belly for the inhale and the outhale, the outhale, the exhale. <laughs> and, then in, and then bring your consciousness to above your head, meaning your concentration. It's like I say move your consciousness and people say, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to move my consciousness. What are you talking about? <laughs> just your concentration. Just concentrate. Imagine. Just imagine. Make it up. You've been making up your whole life. You've been making up that people don't like you. You've been making up that you're not good enough. You've been making up that you don't have the right opportunity. You've been making up all kinds of stories. So just make up one that's going to serve you for a change. Okay? So make up the idea that I can breathe from above my head down through this soft spot in the top of my brain and have it come right down through my body to this belly, and then I'm going to exhale it right down into the earth. And then I'm going to imagine what it would be like to breathe up from the earth into this belly and then exhale right out the top of my head. Because of all the things that that automatically infers on an experiential level, cellularly, viscerally, in your body, making it real in the physical world for you, it's worth it. 
it's worth just, you know, cracking open the imagination and bringing it forward again. You know, you were given an imagination for a reason. But, but because it was poo-pooed before you were 15 years old, you haven't been using it since. And if you, and if you do accidentally think that maybe it was just your imagination, you shut that down real quick. Well, that's part of the big reason that we're all in so much pain is that we, we logically analyzed and deducted our way into duality, and it's going to take our imagination to get back into unity. It's going to take our imagination to get back into the world that actually supports us and loves us, because it is true. It is true, but we've formed up a belief system that has us thinking otherwise. So there are two breathing exercises that will get us started. I've got more. You just tell me how much time we have and where you want to go. Okay, so can, I want to make sure you're hearing, hearing me well and let people know they can call in as long as you're able to hear well enough now. Yes, I'm, I'm hearing you better. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, fantastic. So the number to call is 619-324-7282. That's 619-324-7283. 619-324-7283. And anyone calling, once you hear the Wisdom Show on your phone that you're calling in, Please mute the sound on your computer. That way you can come through on the air. Okay, Dr. Sue, I want to talk a little bit about integrating your past emotional experiences, resolved and unresolved, into understanding our life purpose. Now, the process you shared with us is so powerful to bring us into the physical manifestation of what we want to create. What about those resolved, those unresolved issues that we want to take and look at and say, how does this apply to my life purpose? Fabulous. So... Wow, got it. Okay, so here's the deal. When we do this breath, we are automatically uh, dissolving some of that residue that is uh, a, and I'm going to explain what I mean, what, what, what I'm speaking of when you ask this question about conscious and subconscious, resolved and unresolved, rather, resolved and unresolved subconscious uh, residue or, or, or um, unresolved subconscious issues. So this picture that, 20 years ago, you were doing something with all of your heart. You had your whole heart into it. You were really giving it your best, trying, and you got blindsided. You just got nailed. And you were maybe trying to profess your love or you were trying to perform at work or something along these lines, and you just got nailed. Or let's say that at four years old, you're trying to express your creativity, and so you you draw a picture with all your favorite colors and your crayons, and and you want to give it to your mom. So you draw the house and the tree and the yard and, and you and sissy and bubby and you know the whole bit you got it all down you go get mom to to give her this gift that this heartfelt creative expression of yours and she comes into the room and she instead of throwing her arms around you and kissing you and telling you how wonderful you are and how perfect it is and how beautiful your artwork is she screams because you drew it on the dining room wall okay so minor detail dining room wall all right but what goes into your subconscious in that moment is okay here i am um in love, I'm wanting to share the love, and I'm wanting to bring it forward. I'm going to express myself creatively. I'm going to draw this picture, go get my mom, who I love and respect very much, and, and give it to her. And, and then I get nailed. I get blindsided. I get the rug pulled out from under me. So now the subconscious has recorded, don't you dare express yourself so creatively ever again because you got so nailed by the person that you love and respect the most. So now 25, 35, 45 years later, and this is how the subconscious works. It doesn't know anything about space or time. It just records information and, and, and holds on to it for future reference. In case you should ever be in the same potentially threatening circumstance again, it's going to have you ready. So 
It's going to protect you. It's actually duping you, but it's trying to keep you safe. So what happens is you're sitting in a meeting, someone's asking you to do something, or your relationship is in trouble and you're trying to come up with a creative solution. Your boss looks at you and says, we have all this situation and we're, we're looking to you to find the answer for us. And you're, you feel your system shut down. You just shut down. And you can't explain it. You rationally try to make yourself stay engaged, stay present, start coming up with solutions, and it's just not happening. The reason it isn't happening is because your subconscious, whose job it is to protect you, thinks that that is the most dangerous thing it could ever let you plug into again. So it's just not going to let it happen. So this is the person who's trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and going and seeking and taking workshops on how to, you know, have confidence and how to have self-esteem. But it will never be reframed until we get rid of the information that is stored and dissolve it dissolve this information that is stored at the subconscious memory level in the body and 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 rewrite it reframe it upgrade update and so there are things that we can do to update this this information now i have a dvd that is demonstrating an, an entire process on how to get to one of the six basic reasons that all things hold us back, that we're never upset for the reason that we think we are. We're never held back for the reason that we think we are. There's actually something else happening there. And it's one of these things that I'm just describing right now that happened probably long, long ago. And it's actually been running your life to some degree all along, whether we're aware of it or not. And so all of those reasons at the subconscious level, out of the billions of impulses and experiences that we've had, they can actually all be boiled down to six basic things. And in this DVD, I show you how to to uh, clear, to identify which one of those it is and to clear it from the subconscious so that we can begin to uh, move forward with a clean slate so that when we are making these attempts to be creative or to find solution or to make a move in life, that it actually is going with the flow instead of against the grain. And there is something that I could teach us right now that serves as it's a part of that technique and it's part of the clearing part. It's a, a reset button for your nervous system, if you will. So I can't really describe all of the things that boil it down, how we diagnose which of the one of the six that is getting in our way, but I can teach because it's just too involved and you have to see some with some visual aid, and which, which you'll see when you look at the, at the video, that that it requires your visual input to learn it, but it only takes about five minutes to, to well, it takes about ten minutes to learn and then about three minutes to do uh, once you can see what I'm talking about. But on the uh, clearing portion of that, there's something, a position that we put the body in that elicits a response in the nervous system that says, okay, I'm ready for new information. I can take new information now. It's just like you have to arrange your computer in a particular way. You have to key it into a particular part of a program before it will let you update something with it. So this is kind of like that. And, and it'll just take a couple of minutes. I'd like to describe that to you because that, in conjunction with some of the breath work that, that we have shared and may be able to share some more, um, com- combined is a tremendous benefit for you for getting your system functioning differently. All right, and so then, we are all saying yes to that. Okay. All right. So, so it's very simple to do. If you can stand, then stand. Um, if you can't stand, if you're in a chair and you you can't get out of the chair, you don't get out of the chair. You can do the same thing while sitting there. But if you do stand regularly in your life, then I recommend doing this standing. Whether you can do it right now, standing or not, is irrelevant. But when you're actually doing the practice, I recommend that you do it standing. If you do stand and walk walk about in in the course of your day, so. Uh, you're standing with your feet shoulder-width apart. You're taking one step forward with your right foot. 
you bend your right knee so that you can feel the strength of the muscles in your right leg. You feel them fire. You feel those muscles engage. That, when a muscle engages and you're aware of it, you've just brought your consciousness down into your body. So you just moved your consciousness. See? You're already getting masterful at it. All right? So it's just, but you, when you can tell that you're in there, then you're in there. And that means you're not wholly in your head. You're not completely stuck in your head. So now your right foot is forward. Your right knee is bent. You feel the muscle in your right leg. Now your left arm is going to go straight up in front of you at a 45-degree angle where the wall would meet the ceiling, where the wall would meet the ceiling. So it's pointing straight up at a 45. Now your right arm is going to go back and down at a 45-degree angle where the wall would meet the floor the wall would be the floor behind you. So your right foot is forward, your left arm is up in front of you, your right arm is back and down behind you. You're going to turn your head to the left, to the side of the arm that is up, as if you're going to look under your armpit, or smell under your armpit. Now you'll remember which one. You're going to smell under your armpit, and you're going to close your right eye if you can. So you're closing the opposite eye. So whatever foot is forward, you're closing that eye. So... So let me go over it again. You step forward with your right foot. Your right knee is bent. Your left arm is up in front of you. Your right arm is back and down behind you. You've turned your head to the left, and your right eye is closed. Now, this is a cross-crawl position. It mimics what you did when you crawled as an infant, which stimulates all kinds of basic fundamental functions in the brain, and it kind of brings you back to square one. All right? So now you're going to take a deep breath in. You stay in that position. Take a deep breath in, low in your belly, the way that we said. And if you can, as you get good at it, you're breathing from above your head down into your belly, right down through that central channel that we were talking about. And you're going to hold your breath to about a count to ten. And you're going to have a feeling of being loved, the feeling of being loved. You just make it up. If you've never been loved, you've never been unconditionally loved, that's okay. Just make it up. Just make up the feeling of being loved and feel that feeling because of what it does for your, for your chemistry and for your nervous system in an instant pulls you into a state of creativity, which is manifesting. Okay, we manifest when we're in our creative essence. So now we're in this position, and we're going to take a breath in. We count to ten, roughly, feeling the feeling of being loved, and we hold this position. Your right eye is closed, if you can. And then when you count to ten, and then you just step back to center. You bring everything back to neutral, and you're going to do exactly the same thing with the other side. You step forward with your left foot. You bend your left knee. You put your right arm up at a 45-degree angle where the wall would meet the ceiling, and you turn your head to the right, so you smell under your arm, okay? You, you're bringing your attention right over there. You're going to close your left eye, and your left arm is going to go back and down where the wall would meet the floor. So now we're in the same position, just opposite side. Take a low, deep belly breath in from high above your head, just imagining this breath coming down into the core and waking it up. And you're going to count to ten, and you're going to just drop into this feeling of being loved. Don't think about what it would be like to be unconditionally loved. Feel it as though it's happening. Just imagine it in the body. We have to get the vibration in the cells if we really want to build a familiarity in the cells. If we really want to allow the subconscious to think that this is a safe thing, we have to build familiarity. Okay? So, so you do that. Now you come back to center on your exhale. All right? And... Um, you go back and do it uh, on the right side again, and then count to ten, do the same thing, and then do it again on the left. So you do it both sides two times, and you're doing a tremendous reset to the central nervous system and to the autonomic nervous system, to the conscious and the subconscious. So anything that you're going to envision for yourself or manifest or truly attempt to have occur in your life is much more likely to occur when we've opened these gateways and allowed it to come in because nothing is real in your life until it's happening in the physical. It's until it's actually happening. So we have to get our physical 
version of ourselves engaged in this dreaming and this visioning and this manifesting project that humanity seems to be on. So as we awaken to our capacity to do that, we change everything. So you can change and shift things uh, at work or in your home life or in your own physical health by engaging with the, these these beginning steps and, and to a much more profound level, of course, the more that you can dig into this. And so I'm trying to, as you can tell, I'm talking fast because I want to give you as much as I possibly can in the time that we have and, and to have it make sense in, in a usable format. So. So let me stop here and see how we're doing. Fantastic. This is just so life-changing. As I said, in just one program in your special offer package, I've been doing the processes and seeing results already very quickly. This is amazing, life-changing information. I want to give the phone call, a uh, phone number one more time, 619-324-7283, 619-324-7283. Mute the sound on your computer when you hear the show on your phone. We do have some email questions coming in. Catherine from Sedona, Arizona is asking, can we have an exercise to shift the power center and core gut from defense to ease in creative self-expression? Would that be the process you just described? You got it. Actually, I can zero in a little more even for that in particular. And I have to say that it is a value for everyone. It's a very valuable question. And one of the other two exercises I would love to offer uh, on the call if we have time. So I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Okay. So great. So if, if on now, and you don't have to focus on standing in this position at this time, you can go ahead and sit back down or just stand in neutrality um, as we do this. But you remember when we exhale, we contract the lower abdomen. We contract it to exhale. So keep it contracted. Keep the muscles contracted. But now take another breath in. But don't extend your belly. But don't breathe in your upper chest either. So clamp down your pectoralis muscles, your chest muscles. Make your shoulder blades go, drop down and toward each other, toward the middle. So you're contracting your shoulders, the top of your shoulders, the top of your chest, and your upper back, and you're contracting your lower abdominal muscles below the belly button, and maybe the gluteal muscles, and and even the low pelvic bowl muscles, and like the sphincter muscles, like if you were going to the bathroom and you had to stop. those Contract all those muscles, and now the only place that's left for, that you're not contracting is right where your ribs in the front, you come down your breastbone, and the ribs start to separate and fillet both out to both, in both directions, right in the center there where the soft tissue is, below that, where if you got punched, it would knock the wind out of you, right there, that's your solar plexus, that's your power center. So if you were contracted below it and contracted above it, meaning muscle tension, your conscious creative tension in those muscles, the sphincter muscles, the lower abdominal muscles, the upper chest muscles, the upper back muscles, the shoulder blades are together and down, the shoulders are tight, now you're just going to breathe right in there. Just, it's like right at the diaphragm. You're just allowing, it's like, a, it's like if there was a baseball right inside there, and you're going to breathe into it and expand it to the size of a grapefruit. And then you're going to exhale and contract it back down to the size of a baseball. And then you're going to expand it to the size of a grapefruit. You're contracting below it and contracting above it. You're breathing right there. That, that isolates the solar plexus, the power center, and will pull you into your natural state of empowerment and presence like nothing else will. So then when you get good at that, then you connect it with this central channel breath from overhead down through your system and into the earth and then up from the earth into this area that you're breathing and then exhale out the top of the head. When you combine those two breaths, there is, there is nothing faster that will transform how you are 
moving energy through your system, how you are living in your body, and how you are able to draw from your core this wisdom. Because when we open up that solar plexus, we're connecting our wisdom center, which is beneath it, and our heart center, which is above it. So when our heart gets in touch with our wisdom through our personal power channel being open in this way, can you see how your life would change, how the decisions would operate uh, through you in a much more graceful, automatic way if you weren't questioning your worth or questioning if you're smart enough or questioning anything, if you're just going with it because you feel that it's the right thing to do? We can't feel it if we're not awake in our body. I would say that ten times if we had time. We can't feel our gut feelings if we're not awake in our body, if we're not awake in there. And the only way to be awake in there is to breathe into it specifically, to specifically breathe into these spaces. And, uh, and, you know, these types of exercises begin to pull us into that and create a physiological state that allows us to master our life experience before our mind even knows what's happening. And it is the most joyous experience to hear something coming out of your mouth and you have really no idea that that you feel that way, except that now you know you do. But it didn't come in through your head. It came up from where the wisdom rises from, that gut feeling area, solar plexus breath. So excellent question. Yes. Pretty good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I must say that was an excellent answer. Um, we uh, want to mention the special offer package for people who may have to leave because you are offering 85% off of just a few programs you've mentioned here, but there are many others, plus two tickets to a live event. Now, if you love what you're hearing here, and I know you do, you will have the opportunity to actually participate in a live event with Dr. Sue Mortar. Go to www.mortarinstitute.com forward slash The Wisdom Show, and you will see that package. And Dr. Sue, can you describe a little bit more about what's in there above and beyond the amazing things you've shared today? Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure. This is my greatest joy. This is my favorite part because the two tickets are amazing. To, to, to come, you can bring a friend, and the reason I put two tickets in there is so that people can bring someone that is in support in their life. It's, it's one of the most important things that we can do is, is just grab somebody, have them go through this journey with us in, in life. And so, so there are two tickets, and we go through all kinds of techniques. It's a very experiential workshop. It's like, it's like the master experience is what it is. And so, so there are two tickets. I travel all over the country and and give this workshop on the East Coast, on the West Coast, uh, all through the mid, the Midwest as well, in Indianapolis where my center is. Uh, we have them in Chicago and Atlanta. We're going to be in South Carolina and North Carolina in this next year as well as L.A. on the West Coast, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, these these types of areas, Denver. Um, it's 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 designed to make it easy for you to get there. And the types of things that you're going to be experiencing there are uh, the advanced versions of some of the things that, that you're introduced to in this package that I'm bringing. Now, this package of things I put together because they were the things that, as I was traveling around the country and, and providing these support materials at, at the seminars and the public conventions that I was speaking at and so forth, people were having such tremendous results, and these were the things they were mentioning the most often. So I put them together and and am offering it in this in this setting because I want it to be accessible and to be easy for you to feel and shift 
and know that you're making a difference in your life. It is, it is my goal is to create a conscious community. And so the way we do that is by making it really easy for you to do. So that's why it has a, such a tremendous discount on it because it just needs to be easy for you in your life. And um, the things that are in it, in addition to the breathing type exercises, there's a CD set called Fear Into Fire where we actually show you that the very things that you are the most afraid of are concealing your, your fiery passion in life. So teaching you how and why it is so doable to lean into those things and why, um, and interestingly the solar plexus has a lot to do with that, why we fear, why we shy away from things because of not being able to develop ourselves as fully as we wanted to when we were very young uh, because the big people were trying to protect us and, and doing the best they could to, to make things okay when we were actually trying to stretch and grow and, and find ourselves. So, so it's a very fascinating and fun explanation as to how all that fits together. And the fear and the fire, that's like, like 23 or 24 MP3 downloads. It's the equivalent of four full CDs of information. There's also an MP3 download of a morning and an evening, an AM and a PM meditation that is all set with vibrational tones that open up your system and allow it to flow and allow you to get the experience of what it would feel like to be living in this creative way rather than a reactive way, to actually be in that position of knowing that I'm the one having all this happen so that I can awaken myself. And having you get a clue, it walks you through how to get a clue as to how I am awakening myself and what it's all about. Um, In addition to that, there is a Body Awake DVD, and this is something I'm so thrilled about, is it is the visual aid that I was talking about earlier that teaches you how to narrow it down to one of the six uh, main reasons that we are subconsciously withheld in life, that we are arrested or that we, we divert or deflect or, or procrastinate. Uh, it is all because of information that is stored at the subconscious level. Because if it was at the conscious level, we would just consciously decide to get over it and get on with it, and our lives would be you know, happy and healthy and abundant and, and exactly the way that we want them to be. So if there's anything that you're wanting to expound upon or improve upon, uh, then the subconscious access to that information of withhold is essential. So this teaches you exactly how to do that. So I go over it several times. I show you, give you examples, and give you, give you little ways to, to do it completely as a self-administered way to uncover the interferences that are in your life. So, so I'm thrilled about the Body Awake DVD that is in this package because of the, the change that I have seen happen in thousands and thousands of people. My father developed bioenergetic work uh, in the 70s, and we've traveled all over the world teaching other doctors how to do that work in their offices, in holistic healthcare offices. And about five, or, well, it's more than that now, about eight years ago, I wanted him to, to come up with a self-administered version of that so that people didn't have to go to doctors to get that done, because ultimately I know we have the power to heal ourselves, and, and it's just a matter of being taught. So he and I worked together to to develop this 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 process called best release which is what you'll be learning in this dvd along with some other breathing exercises and some toning exercises that carry the vibration through the body in a healing manner so that we're proactive about filling up this space once we remove this interference filling it up with the kind of energies that really serve us in our high performance in life so so there's also another DVD in there that that that, that gives a drawing of a picture worth a thousand words. I draw I draw a a picture that shows you how your mind and your thoughts and your body all interact with with 
the net, the nature world, the natural world, or uh, what you might refer to as spirit or energetic world, uh, how it all fits together and how we can embody our full potential. And I give you a little homework assignment. So it's like a home study course that's all wrapped up in this in this package together along with the two tickets to the live event. So so that's what I'm bringing, and, uh, and I'm thrilled about it because of what I've seen it do with so many people uh, over the years. It's just it's my greatest joy. And we can tell it is your joy. That is coming through. And I am finding a lot of joy in listening to your programs. So once again, everyone can find that at www.mortarinstitute.com forward slash the wisdom show. And mortar is spelled M-O-R-T-E-R. So mortarinstitute.com forward slash the wisdom show. What I love and what makes so much sense is that you're incorporating these physical breathing processes, which... Uh, it makes a lot of sense that we need to bring these down to the physical, and, and a lot of programs don't include that. So maybe that, for some people, is the missing link of making this work. I assure you it is. Right. So that's, this is new. Is. This is relatively new to me uh, to the extent that you've incorporated breathing and certain physical practices. And, yeah. there's a, and, and I appreciate how you're saying that it's that that's going to ma- bring this into your physical life. Right. It's like if we're not enlightened to these ideas, then the body isn't enough. We can't go muscle our way through life. And and if we're not enlightened to a bigger picture, it's not enough. But we can't also, we can't just talk about it. We can't just envision it or visualize it and expect it to manifest. So the mind alone is not enough. So the mind and the body have to work together, the heart and the body, the heart and the mind, the spirit in the body, the spirit in the mind and the body, all of it has to be integrated if we want to have a holistic life that actually reflects nature and the way that we were intended to be able to function. It has to all be included in the same experience, not just a conversation about the experience. Right. And that's where you are turning everything upside down and giving us a process to actually live this instead of theorizing and dreaming and wondering and hoping. Uh, you yeah. did You did mention earlier about your father. Could you tell us a little bit about what happened with you and how you discovered all this? Because you grew up in a family where this was an open topic, but then you went through a period where you had all of the outer success, but something was missing, and that's how you developed these programs. <laughs> exactly. I uh, I did grow up in a quantum science home where that was our dinner table conversation. And so you talk about infinite possibility being available to me. It was right there. It was all about you know, I was trained to believe that your mind uh, your mind is the deal that that you can either dream and perceive on great levels or you can just be limited in in your in your thinking. And and so, you know, great blessing there. And I was raised in a natural healthcare environment as well. So I've never been to the doctor and taken an antibiotic because because I was taught that the body had the ability to heal itself and so I believe that and so it does and so uh, so that was all in place for me except that what I didn't get was the self-esteem piece which is so ironic that the conversation has has come along this way uh, in, in, in our conversation today about the solar plexus and self-esteem because even though I knew all this information and I was able to help lots of other people with it there was something that I wasn't in, embodying I wasn't taking it in for myself on a personal level I got so much positive feedback for helping other people that I got so caught up in that that for about 15 years or 20 years or so that's a long time I was just 
you know, I was very successful. I had the house. I had the car. I could take my friends on vacation. It was just, it was groovy. It was rocking. And I was in a lot of pain internally, and I couldn't figure out why, really. And I just was, just could, didn't put all the pieces together. And, and I was having a difficult time making relationships work, and I was just really struggling. And so, and so I, I uh, started getting migraine headaches, and I started missing work, and, and I didn't understand because when I could get to work, I could help other people with their migraine headaches, but I could not tap into it for myself. And so I was drawn into uh, you know, doing something about it. So I started uh, an inquiry about meditation. I had always been fascinated about consciousness and these types of things, and so I went to India and I was studying with an individual, and I had a transformational, transcendental experience through meditation that, that allowed me to recognize that I was much more than the person who was walking around in this physical body. I had an experience where I was myself, but I wasn't in a physical body, and yet I had consciousness. I had free will. I could see 360 degrees around me, and the same. I could see behind me the same as in front of me, and this light was so bright it was ten times brighter than the brightest day in the desert I had ever experienced. It was truly a life-changing moment. I would love to go into that in greater detail because it was transformative. And I do go take people through those experiences in my live events so that they can feel something similar, so that we can start to get in touch with this, this other part of us that's way beyond all this, this struggle through life piece. That You know, we're eternal beings. And so, you know, it's, it's a matter of getting in touch with that. So, so... Through that, I had this experience, and I had a pretty tough time integrating it back into my life after I came out of that experience because it was it was truly um, body changing, nervous system changing, reality changing for me all at once. So the processes and practices that I had to go through in the years to integrate such a tremendous experience and understand it and breathe it to life in my life and bring it into action because I knew it had to happen for a reason. I just couldn't figure out what it was or what I was supposed to do with it. And so through the years, I started, as I started embodying it myself, I started sharing those practices with other people, and I noticed that my patients were healing so much faster, and they were coming in and reporting all kinds of other aspects of their life beyond their physical well-being, which were changing dramatically, quickly, in, in, uh, in all kinds of ways. And, and it was so moving to me that I, it, I just really took note, and I realized that this is really what I was on the planet to do. It's what I was supposed to be doing, was putting this, this language together for people and putting these pieces together, and that's exactly why that happened for me. Given the background that I had in scientific training, it wasn't easy to, you know, uh, accept that, that some experience with the light was supposed to guide my life. You know, are you kidding? And, and, and yet, oh, over time, I really couldn't deny it because it was changing me when I started working with these breath techniques and working with the concepts that I share in these CDs and DVDs in this package. When I started really implementing uh, this and discovering ways to, to, have it, to have it come to life for me, you know, I healed. No more headaches, a scoliosis healed in, in my physical body, uh, my relationships healed, my, my relationship with myself healed, my relationship with life changed, and not only is that kind of success and those skill sets that I developed earlier in my life still, still available to me, I certainly utilize those, but they come from a very different place, and they don't come from fear. They don't come from trying to perform or to live up to expectations or be the perfectionist that I was before. I was raised in an environment with a man who was a brilliant teacher, and and so, but you know, was, I created a lot of pressure on myself, and that was the impetus. And I know is that is true for many of us that we grow up in certain conditions where where we have an expectation of ourselves that is pretty tough to live up to, and 
these techniques allow us to melt that right into the truth of who we are. Because you know what? It's, uh, here's what I know. We are actually much more magnificent than the person we were trying to be when we were trying to be what we thought we were supposed to be. Because you're more than you think you are. You're more than you can even think that you are. And one of the DVDs walks you through that. Like, the moment you start thinking, you limit yourself. But if you could feel your way through life and trust your gut and breathe in your body and just go with the truth as you know it inside, life delivers a much more magnificent experience than the one that you can conjure up with your most brilliant thought that you can come up with. So... So that's what I put together, and that's why I put the package together, is so that people can get in touch with that reality. So you know, that's enough about me, but thanks for asking the question, because I think it's helpful for people to really get that, that we are so much more than we've conjured ourselves up to, uh, to that we're supposed to be or supposed to become. Well, I, I love hearing your story because it lets people know this didn't happen overnight. This was a process you went through, and through your programs, people can learn their own process to bring their own gifts, and that's what your program is about. So you're bringing that for everyone else who may be experiencing what you went through. And, and I'm so glad that you said that because the very best gift that you can bring to the planet is to just truly is to truly get in touch with who you actually are. And our culture certainly hasn't supported that. Our culture wants us to be a certain way and buy certain things and live a certain way, and and you know do this cookie cutter approach. And and it the greatest gift that you can possibly bring is you getting in touch with all of you. And I assure you that, that we have not been led in that direction whatsoever. Even, even in the arenas where, where, where it is said that that's what's happening, if it isn't including every single aspect of you and isn't talking a conversation that, that sounds like it is all good and it's just our job to figure out the, the better interpretation, the better story about the circumstance that we're looking at. And as soon as we discover that, now we're on cue. Now we're healing our perception, which is going to allow us to be in our magnificence. If, if, if in, instead you're in a conversation that says, you know, it's a tough world out there and you can't let anybody get you down. You just have to push and you just have to go and fight and win. You know, that conversation is no longer necessary in humanity. That's what 2012 is about. That's what this time in our own evolution is revealing to us, that it's time that we don't have to go fight win. There's another way. Now we've, we've actually matured enough that we could step into our wisdom and, and it can happen with grace and ease, that great productivity and creativity can come forward in a natural way, we just have to learn to speak the language and bring it out of us. It's in there. It's been sitting in there waiting to birth itself. And now is the time, I know, because this conversation is flourishing and people are transforming their lives uh, with grace and ease and, and moving in just that way. So I know it's possible. I want to thank you for just giving us more information than probably anyone ever expected in this hour that is just truly life-changing. And I want to thank all of our listeners for being part of this program, and we look forward to sharing more possibilities with you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to internetaudiohub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. 
InternetAudioHub.com is available for all of your Internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show.